0: Welcome to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Join us for turkey and deer hunting tips, information, and stories. And now your host, Todd Hogan.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in to Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales. I'm Todd Hogan. With me tonight is my buddy Brian Johnson and his beautiful bride Becky
2: hi hi
1: everybody (laughs) Hi. so tonight's podcast is going to be devoted to we're having some technical issues so i'm hoping the volume and the audio sound good but uh, it's going to be devoted to brian this season uh becky's deer this season and in the four-year um quest quest for a buck we call crabby daddy and if you've listened to the podcast you've heard us talk about him before so to kick it off um Let's start off with Becky's deer and how that all went down this year.
0: It one snowy day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was opening day. We went out, it was snow it snowed that weekend. We didn't get anything that day. We went out Sunday morning and we sat, Brian got up in the stand, I was on the ground, weren't feeling it, and then we decided to move a little bit further down into the woods where he had seen movement the day before. And we're sitting there. There's some does that come up, and I thought he was going to blast my eardrums. <laughs> yeah, Honestly,
2: I funny. thought Krabby Daddy was coming with six does. So uh, I I actually had the gun maybe 18 inches behind her head. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he wanted me to look at the deer, and I'm like, I can't move. <laughs> I can't move.
1: Was there still snow on the ground? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it was cold.
1: It was real cold. (laughs) Cold.
0: And then those does kind of played around for a little bit, and then they went down, and then we sat there, we're facing, I don't know what direction we were facing. East. In the woods. And Brian's like, there's something coming. And I, I'm a very relaxed hunter. I don't get...
2: Very relaxed.
0: Like... Just lax and You'll just whatever. <laughs> Look, there's a squirrel. And he's telling me, hey, there it is, right there, thirty yards away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't even have my gun shouldered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So I I like always, I talked her through it. Babe, get your gun up. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. nice. <laughs>
2: yeah, I <it> was nice.
0: <laughs> and then it was, I don't even know how far away it was, but it was between two trees. It was walking away where I was like, hey, uh, you might want to shoot. <laughs> yeah. So it was between two trees and I pulled the trigger and it ran up over the creek,
2: up yeah. the hill.
0: There was no blood trail. I was looking to the left. He knew exactly where it went. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: he, yeah. He let me look for a while.
2: Yeah. I, I let her search for blood for a while and... I had the deer in the sights the whole time, but mm-hmm.
1: it was it was good. Yeah, it was good.
0: And I walked up, it ran into a tree and fell over.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's your second year in a row with the buck, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Second one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like to hunt, or does he just make you do it?
0: No, it's very relaxing.
1: Is it even with him as wound well tight as a spring? <laughs> well,
0: it depends on what kind of day it is and what kind of action there is. I love being in the woods. It's fun. I don't get...
1: We have a blast. We really do. Yeah. Hunting with him over the years. I've been hunting with him since I was a kid, and this is what I know. It's a lot more relaxing when he's not there. Now, we generally see more action when he's there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more like work. Because
0: the opening day, uh, we went out that morning. We saw some stuff. Nothing that there was no shot or anything. And he was ready. He was like, okay, we're going to go this way. I'm like, wait, what are we doing? He's like, well, we can go this way or we can go back home. I said, we're going home. I'm done because I was cold. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Opening opening morning was very cold, right? Uh, We had
2: never, they didn't even expect that. We had six and a half inches opening day. And when we got up, we was not prepared for it. Because our seat was covered in snow that we put up Mm -hmm. a week prior. It was brutally cold. So we winged that.
0: Yeah. So we went back home Saturday, warmed up, and then we went back out. I sat by myself under a tree. Yeah. And Brian went towards the stand and more into the woods.
2: So it's a a real deep draw with a creek that runs up through it. And generally, it's a bedding area. And I snuck in there, and it was incredible.
0: For him, it was incredible because I saw yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. I saw absolutely yeah. nothing.
2: I had nine, wasn't it nine bucks?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Nine bucks chasing those. And uh, it was incredible just to watch them chasing. But It turned out to be even better because the buck that I've had a quest for come running up and uh, I blew it. Don't put the cart before the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: he calls me and he's like, "Oh, it should be coming your way." I'm like, "I see nothing." (laughs) I was down just a little bit, a little bit lower than where they were, and I couldn't see it. My vantage point is not the same as his vantage point. I'm a little shorter.
1: Yeah. So, what, we were talking earlier, that field knolls, so if you're, if you're not sitting on the knoll, you can't see what's on the other right, side. Right, right. So. so,
2: I sit and watched a buck walk by me, go up, and I was just waiting. I, I would have swore Becky was going to shoot. I and nothing.
0: saw nothing. nothing. <laughs> there was nothing, and he couldn't believe I didn't see anything. So,
2: at 80 yards, she didn't see the buck. Yeah.
0: No, I couldn't see it. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Nothing yeah. but snow.
1: But you got your buck.
0: I did. I did. I got my buck. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Yeah. It was good.
1: <laughs> it was good. All was right in
0: the world. I got to come home and chill out for that the rest of that Sunday, and he got to go back yeah. out.
1: It's probably what he was wanting. Let's but, just get it back. Let's, be, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I prefer going hunting after he has gotten his deer because then there's no pressure because to shoot Krabby Daddy. He said he would let me have it, but I really think he would have been saying it's mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did tell her she could, she could, but I'd have cried. That was a four-year strenuous quest.
1: Hold on, we're not getting into that yet. <laughs> uh, so, well, good deal, Becky. Congratulations.
0: Thanks. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. Cold. Fun.
1: Brian's turned you into quite the hunter. Did you ever hunt before before you met Brian?
0: No. I've ne- I'd never really shot a gun or or bow or crossbow nothing. Nothing.
1: Do you like the hunters you just make you?
0: No, I enjoy it. I like being in the woods. Hearing it wake up, hearing it go to sleep. I'd love
2: She to- always told me that. Yeah. She always said I love hearing the world wake up. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd never realize it like that,
1: but Well, the first time I met her, it was real windy that day and we were at a buddy's house here close and BJ and I were talking and I said, and I said, well, the wind will lay here pretty soon. The sun's going down and you grew up in Kansas. You go, the wind won't lay. And I'm like, well, we're not in Kansas. The wind lays here every night.
0: (laughs) I still dislike the wind. (laughs) It messes with my eyes. I'm done. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: Well, good deal. Congratulations.
0: Thanks. 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 Good times.
1: Hmm. Um... We're going to fast forward. You can stay if you want or if not. No, I'm out. All right. She's going to go watch TV. Uh, b- Bachelorette. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to get into, uh, I don't know why I hate to say this. We're going to get into the heart of it. Um, not that Becky's wasn't. But before we get into Krabby Daddy again, uh, let's talk about your 2022 bow season.
2: Well, that started out. I I was uh, after three bucks. I'd been watching, and it was funny thing about how this all played out because I can't remember what day it was. I think I was like eight or nine days into bow season, and I went out and I sit in the stand, and as I'm sitting in the stand, my crossbow which I just started hunting with a crossbow in the last couple of years. And the limbs, as I'm sitting in the stand, start splintering and scared the hell out of me. Actually did. So I got down, run back to the house. I grabbed Becky's crossbow. So by the time I make it back out, it's around probably 445, something like that. And at that point in time, all the deer are filtering out in the field, so I did not make it completely back to my stand. And I got up there, and I thought, well, I'm just going to sit in this fence row. I sat there, and I watched deer filtered into the field, and I had a bunch of does come up, and I was watching them. Then I seen a rack coming, and I knew it wasn't Krabby Daddy, but it was one of my shooters, and he was out in the middle of a half half-ass grow-up field. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And you know, I got nothing to lose now. And I literally stalked up to probably 45 yards of this deer and uh stood up, made a shot. I I really didn't know what kind of shot I hit on him. I seen him run off and and uh so I called Todd and I called Becky, and I'm like, man, I made a shot. And needless to say, 15 minutes later, I walked up to it. It was a beautiful eight pointer with a kicker on a G2. And it was a a damn nice buck. (laughs) And I lucked out on that one. That was taking a chance, and it worked out for me.
1: Brian goes hard from the second season opens till the second it quits. And uh how hot was it that day? Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. So, yeah. So not that scoring matters, but do you have any idea what that deer would have went? Mid one twenties? Yeah.
2: I mean mid one twenties. Be pushing maybe one thirty, but
1: he was uh he was happy I was happy enough taking. Well, you know, you were nine days into season, and you hadn't killed anything yet, so you were probably about to lose your damn mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, called, I had to. I had to release trigger. I called my dad that night, and I go, "Well, you can rest easy, BJ. Finally, put a deer down." And he was like, "Oh, well, that took a while." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was a dandy buck, um, but I would say probably uh, nowhere near what you were looking for because. You knew what was right. there. Right, So let's, uh we're kind of jumping all over here, but let's rewind back to 2018? 18. 18. Yeah. All right. And Crabby Daddy starts showing up on camera and kind of tell me a little bit about Crabby Daddy back then. He would have been, how old were we thinking? Three and a half? No, two and a half. Two and a half. All right. Okay. So I got these pictures of a two
2: and a half year old deer with crab claws. On, no, he had a crab on the one side and uh, just a beautiful uh, four by five. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this deer is going to be incredible. So seen him gun season, passed him up, and we hunt in a highly, highly uh, hunted area. So if a deer ever makes it to four years old, in our area that's rare but so I passed up that deer and I didn't know what it was going to turn into then and kept getting pictures of him beautiful buck I knew he had potential but uh, it kind of played out then the next year I ended up getting the pictures of him again and I thought well he made it through so, he he started getting real high on the hit list.
1: And by this point, he's three and a half. Yeah. What do you think he's going now? Now, uh,
2: probably one thirty. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Still kind of uh, not putting on a whole lot of mass yet, right? No. Um, no. But and like you said, this is a we hunt a pressured area. We're yeah, sixty miles south. St. Not Louis. a whole lot
2: of ag fields. No. Uh, Nothing for deer
1: around our, our area to get giant racks. Yeah. So you were getting pictures of him all year long, right? In, yep. in 19? Yep. And um, was that the first year that you found a shed?
2: Uh,
1: was that 20? 20 is the first shed. Okay, well, let's don't jump too far ahead. Yeah. So 2020 comes around, and... Uh, I forget, I have lose track because you got so many deer sitting on this wall behind us. But what was 20 like for you? Can you remember? And at this point, was Krabby Daddy your number one deer? No. Okay. No. So 2020.
2: He you- wasn't the number one, the big eight. We called him the fat eight. The fat eight was uh, my number one. But uh, So that rolled around. Got pictures of him. Seen him a couple times. And, uh, then again, you know, he was a beautiful, beautiful buck, but just didn't really, he w- he wasn't quite there and I wasn't ready to kill him,
1: but, uh, well, it's so killing anybody. You'd shot him if he'd walked by.
2: No, he did. Did he? Yeah. Okay. He did.
1: So he was probably, he's four and a half. What's he pushing now?
2: Let's see, where are we at? 2020, 2021, he would have been a five-year-old, 22, six-year-old. Okay. Six and nine.
1: So, yeah. one year in there, he lost a point, right? Yep. Okay, so what year was that? That was uh, 19, it was 20. Okay. 20. 20 lost a yep. point. So, you did see him once in 20, at least close enough to shoot. Yep. Did you get pictures of him all year long? Yeah, I mean, so you knew he yep. was still around.
2: And uh, he was bouncing, bouncing around on, on different farms and the neighbors, and I've got awesome neighbors, and we all, you know, made sure we kept in touch. And everybody started telling me about this buck, and I'm like, yeah. You know, and, and of course, I told him, I said, yeah, I got pictures of this buck. He was here, he was there, and and this deer literally bounced from farm to farm, and still, from the day I killed that deer, every farmer had pictures of him.
1: Everybody had seen. Him. So you said earlier that you think probably there he was, because the farm you're hunting, as the crow flies, is what maybe a mile from the farm you grew up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were thinking he was bouncing around between about six different farms there, and you yep. knew, you know because you grew up around here, you knew all those people. Oh yeah, we we kept in touch about him and uh boys what about your cousin Kyle? has he seen him too uh Kyle never seen him really
2: Kyle never seen him, but uh um the farm next to him down the road he never made it that far east, really
1: okay yeah, so he was kind of about he was where would you say his he spent the majority of his time was it on the farm you hunted and it's a big farm, so
2: the farm I hunted and our neighbor's the Drummond's farm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Which they have ag on that field. Yeah. Or on that yeah. piece of ground. Yep. So um. So that takes us through 20. And I know we're kind of bouncing forward here pretty fast, but 21 comes. And I think there's not a doubt in my mind that at that <laughs> point, he, he blew up. up. He started up. up.
2: That deer blew up as a perfect six by six and 20 inch spread, perfect six by six. And every time I pull a card, it I'd I'd send a a picture of Todd and I'm like, is he 170? Is he 170? Because <laughs> I literally thought this is in our area, it's rare, but I thought this
1: deer is going to make 170. Well, the first picture you sent me that year, I think it was that year, was he was in velvet. Of course, now velvet makes him right. look huge, but I was like, wow, that's impressive. So, let's go back to. Season rolls around, uh, opening part of the season. And that was the year. You had a great year last year, too. You have a great year every year. Um, but you're sitting in the cemetery, and you kill a a real da- a dandy bug. Yeah,
2: another big Ten that I watched him grow up, too. He was a monster of a body, uh, you know, Hundred and thirty-five inch rack, but monster. I watched that deer grow up and and it was one of them deer I couldn't pass up.
1: Okay. So that puts us into that takes care of your bow tag. That in, was my bow tag. In twenty one.
2: In twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And then come gun season, uh Becky and I were sitting there and I mean, the fog of the morning just lifts and I'm watching and does start filtering out. Right at the edge, I I see a body and you can't mistake his rack. It was just picket fence, everything. This deer steps up and I threw the gun up. I couldn't get steady. So I go up, I lay on my belly, threw the gun up, Tried the best I could at, I think it was 245 yards. Good night. <laughs> and uh, standing there broadside, and I shoot and I miss. Ooh. And, I mean, everybody knows I got my wife behind me. How that makes you feel. I thought, <laughs> oh, good Lord. I missed my target deer,
1: plus my wife got to witness it. <laughs> so, <laughs> failure was I. Yeah. This will save just because I grew up hunting with him. BJ's one of the better shots. He doesn't miss. So now 240 yards out, it's not a chip shot.
2: Well, it should be, but I think I had a lot of uh, adrenaline, and I I built myself up about this buck so much that it it played with me mentally. It really did. It played with me mentally that every time I seen this buck, I felt like I was 18 again. Having buck fever, and I mean, it it really
1: did get in my head. Well, get to where you're not one to check cards real often, and you were checking cards every three or four days, yeah, you know, trying to keep track yeah. of them. Now, at the same time, you're also trying to kill the big eight, right? Right, yeah, now that's right. the other one you were talking about a while ago, right? So, I don't remember what day, just guessing, what day during deer season uh, did you miss Crabby Daddy?
2: I miss Crabby Daddy. On a, it was Sunday. Okay. And then I went and uh, on Monday afternoon at last light, the big eight came out and I shot him. Yep.
1: Yep. And weren't sure on the shot, so you let him lay overnight. I right? let him lay
2: overnight. Remember that? I called you. And yeah. I kept. I kept asking Todd, "Do I go in?" I mean, I knew I shouldn't, but I was trying to get some confidence from Todd, saying, "Yeah, he's dead. Go." go but i didn't (laughs) next morning i found him he was right right there where i shot but
1: i was getting ready to leave to go on a trip to illinois and i said well if you want me to come with you in the morning uh call me when you get ready well he was probably there when his son came up because i wasn't even out of bed yet and i got a text saying he's dead
2: yeah (laughs) yeah literally i got up at three o'clock in the morning i went and sat up there I don't know why, but I sat there in the woods for an hour just waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm, I'm impatient.
1: Well, did that deer, did he go anywhere or was he right where you thought he'd be anyway? No,
2: nah, he was 80 yards from where I shot. Yeah, he was dead that
1: night. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that takes care of your two bucks. Notice the trend here. He's killing two bucks every year. Um, <laughs> so that takes care of your two bucks uh, for 21. Now move ahead to twenty two. We talked about uh, your bow season, how it yeah, started. The bow off. Season was good. So let's start. Let's go all the way back, and well, we're going to drag this out a little bit. So when did you start? Start getting pictures of him this year? When, when, well, we we missed something too. You found sheds last year, right?
2: Oh yeah, I covered miles, miles. I found uh, the two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty one sheds.
1: Yeah, so you knew that he made it through the season last year. When right. did you start getting? Usually, put your cameras up about what August first.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think this year it was about the middle of August. I put them up, and uh, I didn't get any pictures. I think it was till around September first, and I had a bunch of bucks coming by.
1: But then uh, one day, Krabby Daddy showed up. Yep. Still velvet, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So our season opens the 15th and it is always, always seems like it's 900 degrees opening morning.
2: Oh, it's hot as hell. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm at work that day and you give me a call and let's start on opening morning 2022 postseason. Oh, opening morning. Isn't that where you, uh, didn't you see him that day? Saw him walk down to bed?
2: Oh, yeah, you had to bring that up.
1: (laughs) Well, that's part of the story. I'm trying to lay (laughs) something out here.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I got up there. The wind was wrong, and I was debating on where I'd go, and, and I knew I didn't have a full game plan ahead, and I just got out of the Jeep and walked maybe 50 yards, and I see, uh like, objects that coming out in the field, and I knew it was deer, so I crouched down, and I thought, well, it's going to be an observation day, and I'll be damned. I sit there, and as soon as the light come up, it was one buck, and they were still grouped up, and one buck after another came out into the field, and I was watching them, and I see a rack coming, and so impressive he was just impressive his body size was so much bigger than all the rest and and I seen him and I, I thought man I'm gonna get a shot at this deer so belly crawled to the wood line did did a whole scenario thinking that I'm gonna kill this deer and all I did was educate him that was it See,
1: so saw where he went in and bedded though right yeah he bedded so, that's the day you called me at work. I was working and you said, yeah. what do you think about this? I'm going to go and wash all my clothes. I'm going to do this and this. and yeah. I, So, you went back in about, I mean, now granted, it's the middle of September. Oh, it was so hot. Yeah. And so it's, hot. It's not getting dark till then or seven o'clock. Mm. Maybe a little after even. So, what time did you get back in the stand on opening day? I went back at two o'clock. This time of year, I'm not getting into the stand till about five thirty. BJ's yeah. sitting there in the blazing sun. <laughs> but it, I played it
2: right. I didn't did the whole maneuver, trying not to sweat everything, which that's impossible. I don't care what anybody says. You're you're gonna sweat. You're gonna do it. I'm in a t-shirt. Everything. It was just it was miserable. But
1: how far were you set up from where you think? Because you had a not real good idea where he was bedding. Yeah. How far do you think you set up from there? I set up 80 yards from where he went in to bed. Okay. And you'd seen him walk past there before? Yeah. 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 So your game plan was just sit and wait. It was, I, I'm i not exactly sure on the farm where this was, but wasn't it a fence row you were setting up in a cedar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's no-show Jones that night, right? Yep. No-show. So, okay. That puts us into the season goes on. Do you see him anymore before you kill the bow? bow buck nope actually uh
2: crabby daddy i didn't know it i was hunting this buck and had no idea and then, uh one of the neighbors sends me video of crabby daddy over on their side everything and i thought huh so this deer had a history of moving and jumping from farm to farm
1: None of us could ever pattern this steer. He didn't was he, crazy. I'm going to ask you this. In the years past, didn't he have a, uh, like, uh, like, let's say around August, I'm sorry, October 1st, didn't he disappear generally for a couple weeks? Always, always. Okay. Yeah, so always. you hear about bucks that, uh, you know, have the same routine from year to year, and he, and he yeah. would be here on your farm for first week or two of both yep. season, and then be gone till what, yep. let's say, late October?
2: Yep. He never
1: had a, a straight home range. Ever. So, I,
2: I would talk to the neighbors and they're sitting there telling me they got game cam pics of him. And I'm like, how's that possible? Because a mile away, two days prior, I got pictures of him. I mean, it was like, I, in all my years of hunting, I, I, can, I can tell you I've never seen a deer that had such a vast area that he moved. And it's not like he was uh, in the rut chasing does, anything. This
1: deer just literally roamed. Should have been at that point been in a bed-to-feed pattern every day. Yeah. But yet moved on and off. Yep. Now, let me ask you this. Um, Did the crops being pulled? Did that... Oh, that was a bonus. Was it? Okay. It was a small ag, ag field
2: down there that they put in, and it was corn. And when they harvested that corn, I think that first night I seen 19 deer and it was insane. It was buck after buck and every deer was just roaming. Didn't
1: know what to do. Okay. So when did he start? When did you get trail cameras of him, pictures of him again where he showed up and was sticking pretty close?
2: Um, I'm wanting to say maybe the 1st of November. I okay. got a picture of him. So he's
1: been gone for a month. Yeah. Okay.
2: I got a picture of him again. So I knew he he was
1: somewhat close to my area, but didn't know how close. And this deer's big enough that if he's killed right there close, you're going to hear about it. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's big enough in the little town we live in, somebody's going to start spreading a rumor. It's not just... Uh, we're not just talking like just a book deer. This is an impressive book deer. Yeah. Yeah. So on opening morning of... Rifle season, now we fast-forward ahead to, what is, I don't know, let's say the 13th of November. I don't know exactly when it came in this year, but um, Becky is seeing all the bucks, or you're seeing all the bucks, Becky's sitting in the field. Right, Um, right. What happened that night? So,
2: I I put Becky up there where I thought for sure she was going to get a shot, and I went down, and I sat in a creek bottom, and I literally watched – At one point in time, I had five eight-pointers, and it was literally five solid eight-pointers, one really good buck that I'd never seen before, and I put my scope on him. I had him in my scope for 30 minutes, and I just couldn't do it, but I watched all these bucks, and I literally called Becky, and I said, Becky, I said, you know, once these deer kind of clear out, I'm going to bring you down this bottom because it's just loaded with deer.
1: There was a hot doe in there, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And so as soon as I hang up the phone with her and I'm whispering, I'm curled up next to a log just whispering to her. And as soon as I hang up the phone, right behind me, a doe comes running right, I mean, to my right-hand side and she jumps a fence right in front of me and I thought, man, she's running off a hard nut and spooked her. Got to be a buck chasing her. So I kind of like, as slow as I could, moving, twisting my body to the right And Crabby Daddy. There he is, 30 yards, dead run, runs right right beside me, jumps the fence, stops at 80 yards. And I got the scope on him. And I'm thinking, this is it. Well, my scope's dialed up all the way. I got it on nine. Everything's kind of blurry, but I can see his shoulder, everything he's quartering away. And I pull the trigger, and he runs 10 yards, stops, turns, and looks at me. And a cedar tree about the size of my thumb falls over in slow motion. It was... I can't begin to tell you how, like, insulting this cedar tree was because it falls over. And I watch him chase the doe across field, and I came back, and I beat myself up. I was like, this is the second time I've missed this deer. It didn't go through, and I thought, man, this is just horrible. And I spent one of them nights just beating myself up over it. I should have been happy for my wife because, you know, she'd had a good day, but I don't know. It was just, it's one of them things, and if you're a deer hunter, you're going to experience that.
1: So we're in now and we're in day two of rifle season. Um, but the good thing, I guess, and I am i don't know, but uh, you fired at him, but he didn't spook him out of the county, right? No. So. He was focused on the hot dough. And hey, even when he, even after you fired, did he run off or did he stay right back in that bottom?
2: No, he jumped on that doe and just hounded her. <laughs> that, he didn't care about that gunshot, nothing.
1: Opening, so not opening day is closed. Uh, yep. We go into day two of rifle season. Yep. Um, what happened that morning?
2: Uh, that's, that's whenever I took Becky down there. She killed her, but that morning. Okay. And I, we drug her buck out, uh, came back, got it quartered up, everything. And Did you think anything like maybe that might have boogered the place up? I did. I did, but I wasn't... At that point in time, I beat myself up the night before. I was tickled to death my wife got her deer and everything. So it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon... I got her deer taken care of and I told her, I said, I'm going back in because I know he's in that area. So two o'clock in the afternoon, I snuck back in there, set up underneath my favorite tree that I've killed many deer out of that's, and I'm sitting on the ground. So I snuck in there and the most ironic thing about it is all my deer can picks. Krabby daddy and this doe and a yearling was always with these turkeys. So I'm sitting there, wasn't sitting there 20 minutes. I look up and I see all these turkeys coming into the field. And I'm watching these turkeys. And then through the turkeys, I see a doe. And she comes walking up over the little knoll. And I'm watching her through the scope. And stupid me, I'm focused on her. And as soon as I dropped the gun, literally 10 yards behind her was Krabby Daddy. And I threw the gun back up, put it on him. And, of course, this time I'm like, don't be an idiot. Take the best shot you can take.
1: What time of day is this now?
2: Probably two
1: twenty, two thirty.
2: 2.30. Okay. And... He's walking up, and I'm thinking, man, this is going to be perfect. 80 yards. And (laughs) as I'm I'm watching him through the scope, I did not notice, but uh, I had a gobbler actually come up and was close to me. And I heard something, and I dropped the gun just a little bit, and I looked, and that gobbler had seen me. And he starts, and I thought, oh my goodness, and my heart sank, so I put the crosshairs back on him, and he stuck his head up and was looking at this gobbler, and the gobbler was clucking, walking down the field, and he was quartering to me, so I put it on the shoulder and the base of the neck, and I shot, and if you've ever shot and you hear that, Sounds like you shot a fifty-five gallon barrel. Yeah. And it gets that big old hollow sound. That's what it sounded like. And I didn't see him no more. And the doe run about a hundred yards and stopped and was looking back that way. And I'm watching her and I'm like, I don't see him, I don't see him. So I stood up real quick and I just took off running. And I got about 30 yards, and I seen him laying there. And I put another shell in, and I thought, you move an inch. You're getting another one. And uh, it was uh, a surreal moment for me because I put a lot of time and effort into that deer. And I walked out to the deer, and I didn't even touch him. I remember just sitting there like, Man, the good Lord bless me, and I sat down next to that deer for I don't know how long. And I was like, okay. So I tried calling Todd, and little did I know he had a 140-inch buck in front of him in Illinois. As as I'm trying to call him, <laughs> so he finally answers. Goes, he better be dead.
1: <laughs> I was like, brother, he's dead. So it's not the Biggest deer you've ever killed. It's, I think it's his second, second. Yeah, Right. second. But I'm going to guess, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to guess he's far and away the most special. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: He, a lot of work, a lot of time, miles shed hunting. I, and we don't hunt in a big buck area, but I, I, I did my homework, did a lot of time on that deer, and, and it meant a lot to me
1: to know brian and grow up around him and and just know how he is first of all he's obsessed with this like i'd love to deer hunt but he he he's probably got the countdown right now until deer season opens again next year (laughs) and he's always been like that like i said earlier brian's wound tight uh but if you give him time he slowly just starts tightening the noose down which is what he did here yeah um I mean, there was a little luck involved, but Brian does his homework and and is as good as there is. Uh, we don't live in two hundred inch buck territory, but he routinely puts down bigger than average deer around here. So, but um, how many scoreable points?
2: He had fourteen scoreable points. He's a basic uh, six by six, but he had a split G two on the one side. And then the other G2 had a, I guess you'd call it a flyer coming out of the back and uh, made him 14 scoreable. So I brought him back to the house and I I guess I had a big eye because I thought he'd be really close to 170 and we just kind of rough scored him. I didn't get detailed, but he was... He was right around one sixty 160,
1: one sixty one huge I think we're selling him short here. The spread on this thing is incredible yeah uh yeah. what was he on from the inside do you remember uh
2: he was almost nineteen on the inside and the outside would be probably twenty two twenty three
1: what were didn't it, yeah he had pretty good time length too didn't he
2: yeah he had two Two right at 10 inches, and then the rest were 9 inches, and then just dropped down from there. What kind of mass? Oh, he yeah, had good mass.
1: Well, this deer was? Six and a half. Six and a half.
2: As, as best as I can figure six and a half years old.
1: And you know that because we're going back to 2018 when he thought he was a two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. yeah. So. Um,
2: but they, the weird thing about it is we don't have the great ag fields and all that. So I got his sheds, and this deer probably put on from four and a half to six and a half, only maybe 40 to 50 inches. It's not like they grow big every year around there.
1: Was he putting on more mass every year, though? Yeah. Considerably? Yeah. Which is generally what a mature buck does.
2: Yeah. But I showed you, I mean, his G2 was almost exactly the same every year. There's
1: no question that those sheds are his. As soon as you held, oh, yeah. I held him tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the same deer. Yeah. Um, the only thing different is, like we said, the one year, he lost the point. Right. Right. Uh, so, mm-hmm. what year would that have been?
2: Uh,
1: 20 into 21? 20. Yeah. 20. Um, An outstanding deer. I. It's... I can't say this enough. We don't hunt acorn bucks, but we're all not also in Iowa. We're hunting, uh, you know, these mega giants. Uh, there aren't too many of these deer run around here. Well, when the population around
2: here, it's not like we got giant farms. I mean, your average farmer around here is, you know, 20, 30 acres, and most of them are 10 acres of residents. And the deer just don't. I don't know, we're not in that type of area that ever grows big deer. I I quest for a a Boone and Crockett. I mean, that's been my goal. But I've been hunting a long damn time around here, and I still don't have a Boone and Crockett.
1: What do you think as far as, and you've been hunting that farm right there close since you were seven years old. Yeah. What do you think that deer ranks as far as some of the biggest you've seen around? Uh,
2: he's in the top 10. Uh, I had two neighbors that killed, uh, the only bucks I know that were over 170 and I, that's only two of them that I know. Huh. If, if our bucks hit 150, that's a good buck.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that is a spectacular story. Um, we kind of had to sort through some of the details on them because we get mixed up on the years. You got anything on camera for next year? He is just completely kaput <clears> complete <throat> now that you, this has happened. And I've always asked you, is it a letdown now?
2: No. <laughs> no. I got a buck. Well, a, Becky named him browsers. And I seen him uh, probably, let's see, four days ago, five days ago still
1: carrying horns
2: both sides still had both horns and uh he's gonna shed them soon i hope to find his antlers but i hope that is be another good story i get to tell because uh i think right now he's four and a half so we'll see what happens
1: not many of those deer that you put your eyes on uh end up getting away i've noticed that over the years like the big eight (laughs) um you like you know you were talking about the Big Eight and Crabby Daddy three years ago, and yeah. now they're both hanging on the wall.
2: Well, I will tell you this: my my poor wife. Every Saturday, Sunday, when I'm not working, I do not rely on cameras. And she will tell you, I'm up at at four o'clock in the morning, and I always tell her it's my coffee drive, but I go out and I. I park the Jeep and use the binoculars and I, I scout deer year round year round. That's true. And it's, it's a good time for me and uh, I get to learn a lot. That's why my Turkey season is always pretty good.
1: Yeah. You know about it. Nobody puts in more time. No, nope, You're never going to outwork Brian Johnson. That's what I can say. Um, Besides that, he, and like I've said in the past multiple times, I grew up hunting with him. He's got excellent woodsmanship. Um, he just he just sees things a different way than I do. Lots of times I've got a real good idea what I want to do, and I have to bounce it off him first. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. But it always makes me feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> I know. Not always right. Well, I can't stress it enough. A lot of times, you know, somebody kills a big dude, and somebody gets jealous, uh, I've never felt that way. It's always like, well, he's about the closest thing I got to a brother. And as soon as he kills deer like that, I just can't wait to tell. I It wasn't 10 minutes after he called me, I called my dad. I'm like, Beech did it. And dad always, dad's known Brian since he was a little kid. He always gets wound up. Um, <laughs> I couldn't be more proud of him. Um,
2: well, I appreciate
1: that. But anyway, um, what are you thinking? What's uh, We'll just kind of dive into this a little bit. You got anything else you want to add about Crabby Daddy? No,
2: uh, the next podcast I will I'm gonna officially score him. Like I said, I'm I'm thinking he's one sixty around, but I could be wrong. But uh, we'll officially score him and
1: see you, what happens. I'll post pictures of the uh, Facebook page, but you can definitely go back and see them too. Uh, the day they were the day he was killed, I had pictures yeah. posted. Um, an impressive deer. Uh, he's not. He's not a hundred ninety-inch buck, but he is the story behind it, and the way Brian just tracked him down relentlessly. uh, Little did that deer know there was a serial killer chasing (laughs) him. I I spent I will honestly tell you, it
2: it is the most special deer to me because uh, so many neighbors hunted him, everything, and I I put a lot I mean a lot of time and miles on my feet going after it and it was not trail cameras anything i did the i did the whole scheme of it
1: and i think there were some neighbors that were pretty disappointed when he fell because he was pretty popular
2: <laughs> oh yeah everybody knew that buck and there were so many people wanting him and i would have been tickled to death if i got the sweetest neighbors and if any any of them would have killed it i'd have been happy but uh I was, uh, fulfilled, I would say, because I put in the time I did finding his sheds and everything i done. So I will tell you this much. I'm going to do the same thing with browsers. Yeah. And it's an eight pointer with 10 inch brow time. So little does he know
1: he's on death row. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I'll give it, I'll give it hell. Um, Great year, another great year for you. That's I think that's three in a row where you've tagged out in Missouri, right? Yeah, he generally does, but uh, you know, not we're not talking little bucks, we're talking book deer. We're sitting in his basement right now, and I'm looking at uh, well, there's at least 13 of them there hanging on the wall, all book deer. A couple few killed in Illinois, most of them killed right here in the hills of Missouri, yeah. What, we'll get into this real quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. What's, uh, it's February 2nd. What's turkey season look like for you? Hammer. You going back to Kansas? Hammer. Uh, Kansas, uh, their
2: turkey population has uh, dropped, just like all across the United States, everything. But, uh, don't know about Kansas, but I did find a flock around here, so...
1: You'd also talked about going to Nebraska. You think about that still or no?
2: No, no. I'm going to hold off on uh, on Nebraska, and uh, we'll see what Kansas does. But
1: um, We need to get you retired so you can go after your slam. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Will. Well, uh, hope the audio turns out all right. We're recording in the basement on my phone, which wasn't how we expected it to work out, but... Anything else you want to add? I I this I wanted this to be more about you, about just the quest for that deer. Um it couldn't have been it it was a sweet quest, everything worked out, but uh
2: I mean I'm very proud of uh of that deer, but I'm I'm proud of uh like the whole group of people that we know. Uh one of my best friends killed an albino doe this year. And it was incredible. Uh, One of my best friends, Dawn, she ended up killing the biggest buck she's ever killed. Mm -hmm. And it it was just, I'm proud of uh, everybody and want to congratulate everybody for what they've done. Because it seemed like there's more people putting a bigger effort into it than just going out, sitting in the woods, doing their thing. And people are kind of figuring it out now.
1: Yeah, we kind of touched on this, and I'll, and I'll wrap it up with this. But uh, the night that Brian k- killed Krabby Daddy, so I had I had been hunting in Illinois hard for a week. Some things <laughs> hadn't some things hadn't gone exactly as I'd planned. The wind wasn't right that day, and I jumped down out of the stand and went run into this barn that I knew about, and <clears throat> was going to sit there till dark because I knew these deer were walking right past this lane, and. It was one of those nights where I didn't think that anything would happen, but I did it anyway just because I didn't want to call it a day. You know, it's it's November 11th or whatever. So I watched this deer pop out of the brush, a good buck, 130s <laughs> for sure. He's walking down this lane towards the barn right at me, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, this cannot be happening. This is unreal. This, And he just keeps walking right at me like I got him on a string. Just dragging him to me and he keeps walking, he keeps walking, and I'm thinking, now he's at 80 yards. And I'm thinking he hits forty yards and he's and he's not far and he's on a trot coming right at me. And I'm leaning against this water tank in this barn and, and he can't see me. But I've got my phone in my jacket pocket and I've got it on vibrate. <laughs> and I did this had Brian do this earlier so he could hear what it sounded like. Now I'm leaning against this water tank that's empty. <laughs> And when it starts buzzing, it starts going, and it's vibrating against this water tank. And it sounds like, I mean, a megaphone going off. And this buck immediately picks up his head and looks right at the barn. Now, he didn't see me, but he knew something was wrong. And he cut across this, (laughs) instead of coming like the direction he was, he instead cut across this area and stayed just at a bow range. And I didn't know who was calling me, but I remember thinking to myself, somebody better be effing dead. Because that just cost me. And I picked the phone up, and it's BJ. And I thought, if he's calling me just to shoot the shit about what he's seen in the field, I'm going to kill him.
2: Oh, but I I called him. He didn't answer. And I kept it in redial. And I was like, this son of a bitch is going to answer me no
1: matter what. Because I'm standing over Krabby Daddy. I picked the phone up finally. Or actually, I think I called you back. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, he better be dead because you just cost me a buck. And by that point, Brian's just like, he was just a mess. You're not going to believe it. So then, you know, then it was over. And then I was like, well, I'm not nearly as pissed as I was. <laughs> when it first went off, you could have fried an egg on my forehead. Oh, my God. Was <laughs> I was 30 seconds away. <laughs> anyway, that's going to wrap this one up. Beach anything you want to throw in? No, nope, I'm good. And uh, thank you all for listening. Yep. Uh, we're going to launch into turkey, real se- turkey season here real quick. Um, I got a couple more stories about bucks that were killed this year on the team. But uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us. Check out the Facebook page. Take care. See you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Bustin' Beaks and and Tales podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tails.